This episode is powered by Poddex. Poddex are unique interview questions and episode starting prompts in the palm of your hand. So whether you're a new podcaster or existing broadcaster looking to grow your audience and have more meaningful conversations, you're going to want to check out Poddex. Now, if you want to get 10% off your order right now, you can go to poddex.com and type in coupon code, what's the code? Larry21. Yes, that's the code. Check out poddex.com. Take your podcast to the next level. Welcome to the Talkin' Texas Rangers podcast, where we dive into the latest rumors and news surrounding Texas Rangers baseball. Welcome to the Talkin' Texas Rangers podcast. I'm your host, Larry Least. On today's episode, we're going to dive into the latest headlines from around Globe Life Field. But first, we'd like to thank our sponsor, Audible, for sponsoring this episode. If you're a fan of audiobooks of any kind of genre, whether it's romance, fiction, nonfiction, autobiographies, you can take a listen to any of those on Audible. Go to audibletrial.com slash Larry21. And now on to our first topic. We're going to dive into three non-roster invitees that could, ma- could make the Texas Rangers opening day roster. The Texas Rangers over the last several years have made use of their NRIs in spring training. Players such as Bartolo Colon, Wendy Rodriguez, Ian Kennedy, Matt Moore, Charlie Culberson have parlayed non-roster invites to camp to a spot on the Major League roster. This season, the team will be taking a look at many non-roster invites that were free agents and those that are in the minors. When the season starts, though, there will likely only be room on the roster for maybe one or two. The three non-roster players that likely have the best shot at breaking camp with the Rangers are Jackson Frazier, Danny Duffy, and Kyle Cody. So let's start with Frazier. The former Yankees' top prospect has been in the wilderness, figuratively speaking, the last two years. He was a former first-round pick out of the Cleveland Guardians back in 2013, then traded to the Yankees in 2016. He came up in 2017 with the Yankees and really hit his stride in 2019 and in the pandemic-shortened 2020 season. He had a 267 batting average in both years and hit 12 home runs in 2019 and 8 home runs in 39 games in 2020. He peaked in 2020 with a 511 slugging percentage and 394 on-base percentage. The talent is there, but he dropped off precipitously in 2021 and 2022. He had 5 home runs in 66 games and a 186 batting average in 2021. Then followed that up in 2022 by spending most of the season in the minors in the Chicago Cubs organization, hitting 190 with 5 home runs. He played 19 games for the Cubs and had a 216 batting average and no home runs. The Rangers do have a need in left field, and if Frazier can rediscover the swing that saw him hit 20 home runs between 2019 and 2020, he will definitely make the team. Next up, number two, Danny Duffy. The next player is Danny Duffy. The Rangers appear to be bringing in Duffy with the hope that he can replicate what Matt Moore gave them in the bullpen last season. Duffy, like Moore, is left-handed and is a former 
starting pitcher. They both were starting pitchers for teams that made the playoffs. Duffy's a former third-round pick at the Kansas City Royals back in 07. He spent 11 seasons in a Royals uniform. Now he will still be pitching in Surprise Arizona in spring training, but will be in the Rangers organization instead of the Royals. Duffy is now 34 and is trying to continue his career after missing all of 2022. He has not pitched in games since July 2021. He spent last season rehabbing in the Los Angeles Dodgers organization. It is harder to get a feel for if he can make the team. If he is healthy, then yes. He has great stuff and has been a really good pitcher whenever he has stepped up on the mound. Is he healthy, though? That is not something that can truly be known until he pitches in live action and then is able to come back and pitch again. He will need to clear several hurdles to make the team. But if he can, if he can, and then he would be healthy come opening day, he could be a late-inning left-handed reliever for this team. And number three, Kyle Cody. The final player is Kyle Cody. He really made a splash in 2020. He was brought up in 2020 and in September made five starts and didn't allow more than one run in any of those starts. He had issues with his command as he did walk 13 batters in that time. Overall, though, he was expected to contribute to the Rangers team going forward. He was 26, homegrown pitcher, and had the ability to start or pitch in the bullpen. He came back in 2021 and made the team out of camp and was pitching in the bullpen in April. Excuse me. He then was placed on the injured list late in April with a shoulder injury. He ended up missing the rest of 2021 and most of 2022. He did come back late last season. He pitched for AAA Round Rock, made 12 appearances for Round Rock, mostly pitched out of the bullpen going 19.2 innings, struck out 21, and walked 5 in that time. Cody comes to camp this season fully healthy. The Rangers do have spots in the bullpen if he can pitch well. He features a four-seam fastball that he throws at 95 miles an hour and throws a slider that works as an off-speed pitch. The slider is registering at 83 miles per hour. It keeps hitters off balance and forces them to not be sitting on the same velocity. This allows him to be effective against both right-handers and left-handers. Cody is in a similar position that Brock Burke was in prior to 2022. Burke missed all of 2020 and most of 2021, came back in 2021, and spent the end of that season pitching in the minors. He then was healthy and came to camp and earned a spot on the roster. Cody could be that guy for the team. He is someone to watch in games next month. He will be given time to see what he has, if he is healthy, and if can he still get major league hitters out. If he doesn't, there is a good shot he is one of the first call-ups in the month of April. Let us know your thoughts in the comments section below. Is there somebody else we should be watching? But next up, the question that many have right now, will the Texas Rangers lead MLB in stolen bases this season? The Texas Rangers led all Major League Baseball in stolen bases in 2022. The lineup was built with speed and led by manager Chris Woodward's desire to put pressure on the opponent. Through the running game, we should say. His staff would communicate to players how long it took a pitcher to throw home. This time it took a catcher to throw from home to second base and would let them decide if they thought they could make it. Chris Woodward said back in June about the team approach, saying, quote, We had Mitch Carver, probably didn't really want him, running on a bad leg. 
but he was getting times to home plate of like 1.8 seconds, which is considered very slow. And he was like, I can't live with myself to just stand on first base, knowing that I can be on second. That approach led them to steal 128 bases in 2022. The approach continued even after Woodward was fired in August and Tony Beasley was promoted to interim manager. The Rangers had 19 players that had at least one stolen base and five players that had double figures in stolen bases. Starting this season, one of the new rule changes is a bigger first base. That is to help decrease the number of collisions at first base. But MLB is hoping this encourages teams to call more steals. It would seem to feed right into that approach. The question becomes... Will Bruce Bochy allow this team to be as aggressive as they have been? Bruce Bochy is not against the stolen base. During his tenure in San Francisco, if he had guys that could steal bases, they would. In 07, they ranked 8th in the league with 119 stolen bases and had 4 guys with double figures in steals. There are also those years such as 2014 when they ranked 29th in the league. That team was more method methodical and ground out at bats and won the World Series with that approach. This is what he said back in December when speaking to reporters right before Christmas about how he looks at speed. Quote, Speed, I think, is going to be looked at even more in our game. As tough, it can, as, tough as it can be to score runs, you saw how the game changed. Hey, let's go for the long ball more, but speed might be a bigger part of the game than it's been a long time, trying to manufacture runs more. End quote. He also spent some of this time in the lead-up to spring training being enamored with Bubba Thompson and the speed he possesses. It does appear as if he will not be afraid of taking advantage of the speed he has in the lineup. It starts with Bubba and his 18 steals last season, but also Marcus Simeon had 25, Adoles Garcia had 25, Laoti Tavares had 11. They all will likely be on the roster to start the season. Thompson is the one to watch in 2023. If he gets a good amount of playing time in this season and can get on base enough, that 50 stolen bases or more are not out of the question. He almost is automatic at being able to steal second base. He was 18 for 21 in the 55 games he played last season. It will be on Thompson to get on base, whether it is with a bunt, a walk, a hit, or a base hit to the outfield. He spent most of last season at AAA Round Rock. In his 80 games at Round Rock, he stole 49 bases. In total, he stole 67 bases in 135 games played in 2022. If the Rangers are going to lead, lead the league once again, it will be imperative for Thompson to lead the way. The question is not whether Tavares, Thompson, Simeon, or Garcia will have a green light. We know they will. The question for Bochi and the coaching staff is whether they will allow other players to try and steal bases. As I said earlier, 19 players had at least one stolen base. Will that same freedom exist this season? Sometimes players made poor choices and it led to the Rangers being run out of an inning. The Rangers led the league in stolen bases, but they also led the league in players that were caught stealing. One thing to watch is to see if Bochy might try and keep a firmer grip on the running game and take that decision-making away from the players. The rules change, starting with the size of first base, as well as the number of times a pitcher can throw over to first base, are meant to increase the amount of action in a baseball game. MLB wants to encourage teams to steal bases, take extra bases when they can, and show off the speed of the players. The Rangers can and will do this. Other teams will do this as well. One of the things to track in April is how teams adjust to these rules. Or I should say rule changes, excuse me. 
and how the Rangers try to take advantage. The Rangers can use this to their advantage, and if done correctly, it can help them win games in 2023. And now on to our next topic, a healthy Mitch Garber is a key piece to the Texas Rangers offense in 2023. As the start of spring training draws near, the Rangers are hoping that the new season will be the season the team returns to the playoffs. Following a massive spending spree on pitching this offseason, which included adding star Jacob deGrom and Nathan Evaldi, but failed to add another bat to the lineup. While they didn't add another bat, the return of a healthy Mitch Garber is just as good as any other move the team could have made. In 2022, the 31-year-old Garber played in 58 games for the Rangers before undergoing surgery on his right forearm that ended his season. Across those 58 games, Garber hit 207 with 10 all runs, a 298 on base percentage, and a 404 slugging percentage, finishing seventh on the team in home runs. Not great numbers for Garber in his first season with the Rangers, but prior to his injury, he was a productive player for the team. In the month of May alone, when Garber first suffered his injury, he hit 300 with 346 OBP and a 660 slugging percentage and four home runs. This is the sort of production the team was expecting from Garber when he was acquired from the Minnesota Twins to beat the starting catcher. Even if he doesn't hit like this for the whole season, the numbers he put up in 2021 would provide enough of a boost to the Rangers lineup. In 2021, for the Twins, Garber hit 256 with 13 home runs, 358 OBP, and a 517 slugging percentage in 68 games as their starting catcher. Great numbers in 68 games, but not close to the numbers he put up in 2019 when he hit 273 with 31 home runs, a 365 OBP, and a 660 in 93 games. A healthy Mitch Garber has been very productive, but the main problem has been his inability to stay healthy his entire career. The highest number of games Garber played in his career is 102 back in 2018. Only twice in his career has Garber played more than 90 games in 2018 and 19. It's no secret that playing catcher takes a toll on the body, and the recently turned 32-year-old's body has taken a beating. This leaves Garber in a position to be the primary DH for the Rangers this season, following Jonah Heim's emergence and catcher last season, and Sam Huff being a more than capable backup. As the primary DH for the Rangers this season, Garber will bring stability to the Rangers' middle of the order and DH spot. Last season, Rangers' DHs combined to hit a mere 227 with 20 home runs, a 304 OBP, and a 381 slugging percentage showing a clear need for an upgrade at the position. Although Garber did have some starts at DH last season, it mostly came after he was injured, limiting his production with the bat. To stabilize a weakness in the Rangers lineup, being the best production to contend in 2023, the Rangers need Garber to be healthy and producing. To stabilize a weakness in the Rangers lineup, being the best position to contend in 2023, the Rangers need Mitch Garver to be healthy and producing. Having Mitch Garver as the primary DH for the team puts him in one of the best positions to remain healthy and contribute to the offense. If the Rangers don't go out and add another bat to the lineup, Mitch Garver's importance to the Rangers 
cannot be overstated. Let us know your thoughts in the comments section below about Mitch Garber. Do you think he's as strong as he is in prior seasons or better this season? And next up, what Jonathan Hernandez can do to make Texas Rangers playoff contenders. Jonathan Hernandez will be a very important member of the bullpen this season. Will he be the closer? That is yet to be determined. The Texas Rangers will need to have a strong bullpen to make the playoffs this season. Most important pieces will likely be those players that pitch in the late season, or late innings, excuse me. So many run-run losses in 2022, some of that was due to runs given up by the back of the bullpen late in games. 26-year-old Jonathan Hernandez is now almost 24 months removed from having Tommy John surgery, and if he can return to his 2020 form, he will help lock down those late innings. Hernandez has the best stuff of anyone in the bullpen. When he has command of his pitches, he can be nearly unhittable. There are a few benchmarks that if Hernandez hits them, will put the Rangers in the playoff race. We're going to look at what Jonathan Hernandez can do this upcoming season to help them make the Rangers playoff contenders. If Hernandez can lock down 10 or more saves, allow batters a 200 batting average against, and have a 4-1 strikeout to walk ratio, the 10 or more saves might be difficult. Heading into spring training, there has been no indication of who the closer will be. Early in the season, it could be a close, closer by committee approach to see if someone really stands out amongst the group. If Hernandez is the one who emerges with the job, and he can get 10 or more saves, it means that the closer role has been locked down. Hernandez does have experience in the closer's role. In 2022, he finished 16 games and saved four. He doesn't have the extensive experience that Jose Leclerc has, but he has the ability and just needs the opportunity to grow into the role. The Texas Rangers will need someone to step up and take charge in that role early. They need to get off to a good start, maybe more than any other team in the league. Hernandez is someone that will not be intimidated by closing out games. The next benchmark is allowing a 200 batting average against. If Hernandez can do that, it means that he's having success keeping guys off pace and limiting the damage that hitters can do. In 2020, batters hit 218 against Hernandez. If you break that down between left and right handers, he allowed right handers a 200 batting average and left handers a 244 batting average against. If he can get lower that number against righties and lefties, he can get close to that 200 batting average against. For Hernandez's success in this category, will come down to pitch selection. According to Hernandez's baseball savant page, the past two seasons he has been healthy 2022 and 2020. He threw a sinker more than any other pitch. He throws a slider second most often. If it's 42% sinkers to 36% uh, sliders in 2022, and 47% to 39.8% in 2020. If you look at the numbers, though, he has four more success with the slider. Batters in 2022 had a 300 batting average, a 440 slugging percentage, and struck out 12.9% of the time against Hernandez's sinker. That seems to be pretty good. Batters in 2022 had a 061 batting average, a 091 slugging percentage, and struck out 33.3% of the time against his slider. His slider is a dominant. Feels like the sinker is the pitch he feels most comfortable throwing. Mike Maddox and a new coaching staff will look at those numbers and examine whether it is worthwhile to flip those percentages 
and have him throw his slider more and use a sinker as his secondary pitch. The numbers are so drastically different that it does seem like they might look into his pitch selection and see if they can improve his numbers against the sinker by throwing it less and using that slider to be his dominant pitch. The final goal for Jonathan Hernandez to help the Rangers be playoff contenders is being able to increase his strikeout to walk ratio to 4 to 1. In 2022, he struck out 27 batters, walking 17. In 2020, prior to surgery, he struck out 31 and walked 8. This will be his first time being on the opening day season roster with 162 games. That in itself is a challenge. For Hernandez to make the leap from a reliable bullpen arm to an elite bullpen arm, he needs to increase his strikeout to walk ratio. The best bullpen arms like Emmanuel Chase, or Clays, excuse me, and Edwin Diaz are more like 6 to 1 or 7 to 1 strikeout to walk ratio. It would be a big step forward for Hernandez to increase his ratio to 4 to 1. Hernandez has the ability to do this as well. It is about throwing his pitches with conviction and command. All of his pitches move. It is about making sure they move in and around this zone. We are still weeks away from learning who the closer will be on this team. It is likely that come opening day, there is not a set closer. Bruce Bochy might use April to try out a few guys in that role. One thing that cannot be disputed is that among the pitchers currently on the roster pitching in the bullpen, Hernandez has the highest ceiling. He has the stuff and makeup of an elite closer. Hernandez needs to take advantage of his opportunities to close out games. He needs to look at his pitch selection and work to lower his batting average against and increase his strikeout to walk ratio. If he can do these three things, he will certainly help the Rangers become playoff contenders in 2023. And now on to our next topic. The Texas Rangers have eliminated the red uniform. The Texas Rangers are changing some things up for the 2023 season, and some people are not liking a certain thing. Sure, there are a few things that are getting changed, like the fact that they could actually have a great rotation this year, a bullpen that has a ton of potential. But there are some things that are changing that won't necessarily affect the play on the diamond. A few years ago, the Rangers did a minor rebrand where they changed up a few of their uniforms, adding minute details. The all-white uniforms added a new script across the front that reads that read some Rangers in semi-cursive. Then they brought back the powder blue uniforms, which will always be a fan favorite. But because of the new rules by Nike, they have to eliminate one jersey. And some fans aren't happy with the one they chose. Per Nike's new rules, there are four uniforms allowed, plus a, quote, City Connect uniform, which the Rangers had last season. They chose the red uniform tops that read Texas on the front as the ones they would eliminate for the upcoming season. While the Rangers didn't see much success in the uniforms, they are still a fan favorite. The Rangers will be keeping the red caps a bit, though, as there are no rules or limitations on the caps they use. Last season, their most successful uniform combination was the throwbacks or the City Connects, which used the old Texas tee on the caps with the front of the, with the front on the front as well. The Rangers were four and one in those with just five appearances, according to Levi Weaver of the Athletic. Texas will use blue tops, gray tops, white tops, and powder blue uniforms. In addition to a City Connect uniforms, they will unveil later this season. Let us know your thoughts in the comments section below. Is there a topic we missed that we should have discussed? Let us know. As always, you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, 
and Instagram. And go subscribe to the podcast on Good Pods. And if you want to support the channel, you can help us by buying us a coffee at buymeacoffee.com slash ttrangers. And as always, thank you so much for watching and listening. We will see you next time. This has been the Talkin' Texas Rangers podcast. Let us know your thoughts on the topics we covered by tweeting us at TalkinTXRangers or liking us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Rangers. As always, thank you for listening and go Rangers.